0: Well, New York Liberty fans, I mean, I am sure that game two is one that we would like to soon forget. But before we forget and get ready for Sunday, we have to break it down because there are definitely some things that the New York Liberty need to change if they have any hope of winning game three at Barclays. We're going to talk about it on this episode of Gotta Get Up. Hey women's basketball fans, welcome to Gotta Get Up, a podcast for New York Liberty fans, brought to you by Black Rosie Media and hosted by Erica L. Ayala. I mean, we gotta change the intro because y'all y'all be on here as much as me, so. <laughs> 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 uh, but we are here once again with Misha Jones. Listen. You know, we said what we said um, about Kia Stokes, former New York Liberty player. I mean, I, let me be explicitly clear. I said (laughs) what I said about (laughs) Kia Stokes. And it was first shot out the gate. And I was like, ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, And, I mean, just an absolute thumping the New York Liberty didn't even break 80 we talked about that this the aces get the win in dominant fashion um misha what were your thoughts just coming off of this game immediately um
1: i know this is a podcast for new york liberty fans i have to be very honest though liberty got the breaks beat off of them they got the breaks beat off of them collectively and individually, which is almost like worse, frankly. Um, and it was surprising because I, th- I told you, my head was telling me that this would be an ACEs, all ACEs kind of series, but my heart was telling me that, you know, maybe maybe the Liberty will give a fight that nobody else expects them to get. Actually, let me not say nobody else, because I think there are a lot of people who thought that this was gonna go a lot differently. Um, and yeah, it was just... <laughs> No, I'm not playing fingers at you, but me too, you know what I mean? Because I think there's a certain amount of um, that that killer mentality, that that intrinsic factor that you think the best players are going to bring out in the finals. But right now, it's, it's not even that it doesn't seem like the Liberty want to try. It's just hard to see them fighting because the Aces are so good. The Aces are genuinely a historic caliber team.
0: This is uh, they're going
1: to go down in the history books for their offensive efficiency, the all sorts of defense. I'm not a stat head, but all them different ratings and whatnot. They're, they're up there. They're up there. So yeah. I mean,
0: both the multiple things can be true at the yeah. same time. This is a, 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 as you said, historic aces team. I have always seen that. Um, I love that they're led by a former New York Liberty guard, who went undrafted and had to scrap and fight for minutes for the New York Liberty. I will always hold it down for Becky Hammond. Um, I've loved to watch her career in basketball just generally. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were talking about this a little bit offline. I feel the same way about Sandy Brondello, her path as a former player, sticking it out as an assistant coach and having so much, um, consistency as a former player yeah. i just i want to say that again because honestly i'm realizing that i sometimes take advantage of how long we've had sandy brondello in the league yeah because been around are, for a while <laughs> yeah there are multiple former players who have been coaches that for one reason or another are not still coaching in the league and a lot of time, and I've, I've written about this over the years. A lot of times, if you ask those players, especially the black women, they feel because there hasn't been an on-ramp. Now, Sandy Brondello, it ain't been no crystal stare. Like if you look up, especially in those San Antonio days, things got a little dicey. We're not going to get into that all, but I have so many thoughts. But one question that I definitely have about coaching as we get ready for game three, and given that, as you said, the Liberty, rightfully so, you said they got the brakes beaten off of them. Misha, I have really been thinking about coaching decisions, decision-making, uh, rotations, because obviously something has to change for the New York Liberty. And something did change for the Las Vegas Aces because they weren't meeting this level of success against the New York Liberty in the regular season. Um And they, as you said, are going to be a historic team because they've even surpassed what they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally. Of of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the coaching matchup, what questions do you have um, from the Liberty side of things? And what do you think has been effective from the Aces side of things? So as
1: far as questions, these are things we've we've talked about, whether on here or on Twitter, um, and I would like to start by bringing up what you mentioned uh, on Twitter yesterday, Mark Schindler and I, shout out Mark, my guy, um, we were talking about, or he was talking about uh, playing sleut and what to do with salute and salute versus marine or marine how do you put her in the lineup how do you you know capitalize because game one obviously we know about the first half she had the 14 points the four or five from three but she came in in game two as well and had an immediate impact it might not have been the same amount of points um but you know there was a momentum shift there was an energy shift there was a spark there um and you said you know KT and Marine should find their way into this into this lineup more often I tend to agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, and I think that you know with Courtney VanderSloot. That's my first question with with Sandy Brandello it's like how how are you going to play it because she's a vet and I don't I don't see a world in which if Sandy goes to school and says hey. If you can't get it going on offense, that's fine. But I'm going to need to make a, a starting lineup change or I'm going to drastically have to change the amount of minutes that you get in this game. I don't see her having an issue with that. But that's a real question that Sandy Brondello has to ask now um, with her. And frankly, I'm going to say it, you got to ask it with Sabrina too because she got completely neutralized. She got completely neutralized. If she does not have one of those firework amazing, oh, my gosh, she's hitting everything from the parking lot kind of games, she's just – She's – what can you do with her? You're attacking her oh. on defense, and she's a liability in all the minutes that she plays on the defensive end of the ball. Correct. And then the aces are smothering her on offense. So you have to either find ways to use her more sparingly, move her around, or change up the lineup altogether. But those are two things that I would want to address immediately.
0: And so that's where I go to – and we were talking about this a little bit. I have I have a love and respect for Sandy Brondello, both coaches, as I've already – Uh, Talked about, and, comma and, I have always found the Phoenix Mercury to be one of probably maybe the most frustrating teams that I have ever personally covered in the WNBA because sometimes, especially on the back end of of her years with them, they could look like absolute basura, (laughs) aka trash, and not only crawl their way into the playoffs but get to the finals. They figure
1: it out, man.
0: And that's Sandy Brondello. When she says, trust the process. I have to, I have to, because it don't always look good. (laughs) (laughs) And I've done this watching a Phoenix team Mm -hmm. that she's coached for years. And now I'm watching a team that I grew up rooting for (sighs) with her as the coach only her second year. And I feel in again that condensed microwave timeline, the anxiety <laughs> that I sometimes felt with Phoenix. And but I think what you said is correct. What I alluded to last episode correct. And I, I agree with you. Sandy can have those conversations. And I do believe that Sandy not only wants to, but genuinely trusts her players. To figure things out mm-hmm. and and i do think that she's gotten to the point where the leash is getting shorter mm-hmm. we saw the from game one i mentioned it the other day from game one the new york liberty went to their bench earlier with marine game two what did we see went to the bench also early not as early and certainly not under the same circumstances yeah um but we saw we saw Steph Dolson earlier. We definitely saw KT earlier, and we saw the rotation a little bit more with KT and Maureen coming in and out. Because you know who also saw their minutes change was Sabrina Inescu and Courtney Vandersloot. And again, that was absolutely by necessity. So if we're talking about the coaching matchup, you know, as a as a <laughs> as a sofa GM. <laughs> it's not hard to deduce that maybe those came a little bit later than you want Mm -hmm. and like we said we can hold space for both things i don't know anyone in the world who put money on the aces coming out that fast that furious i mean 38 points in the brass brass knuckle style Mm -hmm. beat the crap out of the Liberty.
1: I saw a lot of folks on Twitter kind of saying like, oh, I wish this had been a Vegas Washington series or I wish this had been a Vegas Connecticut or, you know, anybody else series. And I found myself, I sat back and I was like, would the Mystics have been able to, (laughs) what would the Mystics have done with a 38 point quarter? I'm really not sure because that's the thing about basketball and and bringing it down to the very, very, very granular foundational, uh, you know, the basics of it. When you have the ball in your hands, the defense never knows what you're going to do. They can try to know. They can try to know. They can scout. They can watch film. They can do all that. But when the Aces are playing with the pace that the Aces play with, the Liberty don't even have a second to breathe. Not Liberty, even a second Liberty. to breathe. Not, Liberty, not even a second yeah. to, to bend yeah. over and tie a shoe.
0: No. Um, no.
1: And so it's just, it's, it's difficult when you have that kind of pace and the kind of talent. That individually, I talked about it on the last podcast. Individually, I think every player on the Aces is peaking. Right yes,
0: now. correct, right now. Yeah. correct. And so that's not just a Becky Hammond thing, in my opinion. That's a whole staff.
1: Yeah, it's that's been a- built for years now. It's been built. They talk about it on every
0: broadcast. You know, they built. And this thing. let's talk about that because. I'm of two minds. Now, <laughs> y'all know I always bring up, this is like my long-standing joke. You know I'm going to bring up Tariqa Foster Brasby. And what have I been telling Tariqa you? can't catch a break. She won't. She won't. She won't. Um, <laughs> I've been saying that her comments early on I found easy to disagree with because this team was not built the same way that the New York Liberty was not built the same way as the Aces. I've written about it, but just to recap, and I really want to lean into this part of it. Becky Hammond deserved to be coach of the year and arguably was top two, three this year. It was just, uh, I, I personally pushed for LT but had Becky in my top three, but, um, she deserves to be coach of the year, but let's not forget. And I feel like we've talked about this. I don't know, Misha, if you were on the show or not, but I know I've talked about this before on Gotta Get Up, a podcast for New York the Riddy fans brought to you by Black Rosie Media. Bill Ambeer, yes, the keys. Y'all know I was very into the keys last episode. Yes, he gave the keys to Asia Wilson, who mentioned that in post game, by the by. Anyway, um, he built the aces, Becky Hammond, and I, I've said this before. Again, I know I've said this piece before on the podcast. Becky Hammond was the perfect, perfect coach to take Bill's vision and execute where Bill Ambeer could not. Because, okay. And I also have said this for years. Bill Ambeer, and again, this is going to have to be an off-season episode because I have thoughts. Bill Ambeer... <laughs> Great, did a great job building the Aces in particular. Wasn't the right coach for the job. And there's proof. Mm. We have before Bill, after Bill. We have pre-Becky with Becky. Aces only got one championship. Yeah. And that's under Becky Hammond.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's a testament also to um, all the folks behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you... I don't think people realize when you're really bad, like the aces were not <laughs> the, the San Antonio silver stars, the San Antonio stars. It was rough. Okay. It That's was how they
0: get rough. three, three, un, deux, trois, three consecutive number one picks. Yeah. Who like, does, who's that only had when you're really three? bad. <laughs> what? That's how bad, like basement bad.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it too early to start throwing shades to teams that are eliminated? I mean, we, we gotta like, wait till the finals end. We I feel like people can finals. deduce. I mean, maybe Indiana knows something about that. I said it. Oh. There we go. Uh. Wait. Yes, 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 yes. They were bad. To your point, Misha, they were bad. Very bad. Um, the New York Liberty, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, also pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad, but that was. While Sabrina Ionescu... Sabrina Ionescu played with the Liberty in the first season that they did not play in Westchester after the acquisition um, by Joe and Clara wu That was 2020, right? Mm-hmm. It's 2023. So they're three years removed from the worst basketball that New York has ever seen. Right. And in the WNBA finals against another team that had a really historically abysmal run. So... Here's here's what we talked about a lot last episode, Misha, was how much did the New York Liberty have the time to kind of go through that Tuckman's model of leadership development, right? And I think we kind of got our
1: answer. Absolutely did. I think you were spot on. I think you're in t- the whole Tuckman's model. You was taking me to school for a second. I ain't <laughs> never heard of Tuckman's model before, but I think you were spot on. I think it, it's it's... So obvious that it's what – we talk about it every time. New York lacks chemistry on offense. They haven't figured out what their offensive priority – I talked about this last podcast. You they haven't it. figured out what their priority is because I don't think they've spent enough time together to really say, okay, look, we know everybody can do whatever they need to do at whatever given time, go get a bucket, this, down the third. But the Aces defense is so good, we need to have yeah. a hierarchy here. And I don't yeah. think they've really established that. You I know- still – even even though we know yeah. Stewie was the MVP, even though we know like they still haven't established it, and that's right. a big part of the problem.
0: And you have to do that before you start taking these, you know, freaking <laughs> I don't even know, Mike Tyson hits to the face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there's no way you're thinking clearly in mm. that time. That has to be muscle memory, it has to be a given but then also arguably that has to come from the coach. And here's the thing, Sandy Brondello, I think could have probably used her timeouts a little bit sooner, but it goes back to what you said and what we were talking about on social media. And even before we started recording, if you're a player, I haven't played basketball competitively in years, but the one thing I knew is whether it's that you don't think you're getting calls if it's that you're tired of getting cooked if it's that you're just tired what do you do you foul
1: you got to you've got to you have to st- we we talked about you have to break up the Vegas Aces rhythm you have to otherwise it's just a tidal wave that's just going to keep on coming it's going to keep coming you have to find a way and i think half of the half of the battle is finding ways to foul and take fouls on defense but the other half of it we talked about it pre-show Is you got to find a way to get to the free throw line. And of course, that has, you bring the officials into it. That's a whole other subjective variable. Okay. We know, we know the officiating has not been the greatest. But look, at some point, you have to, and I'm not talking about Sabrina. I'm talking about Laney. I'm talking about Stewie. And I'm talking about JJ. Okay. They've got to get to the line specifically. You have to go inside out.
0: And why? There's so many reasons why. Number one, the midi ain't there. It's not mid range and beyond. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. If your name ain't Marine Johannes, don't even don't even look like you finna take that damn shot. <laughs> I I don't wanna see it. I don't wanna see it. Yeah. Cause it ain't it ain't there. And I I need that's another thing. I need you to realize that it's not there. That's mm-hmm. two in a row, it's not there. Yeah. Two in a but
1: that's the important part too, right? You have to shoot them at first to know if they're going down. Right. And then if they're not going down, then you gotta snap to pull and back. An and
0: so similarly to I feel like this has to be, if I know it as a, as a former player, it has to be basics. Cause I ain't, I ain't do all that for that long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't do all that for that long. And I wasn't even particularly good, but I stuck to my basics.
1: Yeah, and you knew because the
0: fundamentals, man. I stuck to my dang basics. I hit that baseline because no one was outworking me. I Because was, I wasn't going to beat anyone with the skill. I'm just keeping it real. But you would not outwork me. Mm-hmm. And the Liberty are getting outworked. Mm-hmm. They're being Absolutely. outsmarted. They're not thinking. Again, they took a Mike Tyson hit to the face. <laughs> Layla Ali, bang, uppercut. And they're seeing stars. They're seeing yeah. stars. They might not admit it. But it's not hard to imagine that they are disrupted shall we say yeah by it. what the aces are doing and you know what that's sports that's gonna happen sometimes you're gonna works. get your butt beat becky hammond said it earlier when when the aces were in at barclays that was a old good old-fashioned ass whooping mm-hmm. yeah. it happens yeah and it's a series you don't want it you don't want to be down 0-2 but if it was if 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 they were going to win after winning two games, then they would already have the championship. Bottles popped, everything. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you have, have to play. Like, mm-hmm. We have nothing to lose Literally. with our home crowd who's going to go bananas. Yes. It's like you wanted to whack Ellie. I don't even know what Ellie was going to come. <laughs> the elephant stomp, they might really call Barnum and Bailey's because the elephant Here stomp is about to
1: be crazy. Here you go. <laughs> Stop Barnum and Bailey. <laughs> Ring ring ring
0: ring ring because they about to stump you don't listen and here's another thing that cannot go overlooked and I feel like I kind of got to it and Brian got a little he got a little Brooklyn on the last podcast too when you play for a New York team and I've said this before on other podcasts I've written about this when you play for a New York team I don't care what sport I don't care what sport you play for a New York team. There's an expectation from New Yorkers that you're gonna play a certain way.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And they ain't been doing that. They
1: haven't. There's a there's a grittiness that's missing. Um, but to go back to what you were talking about, especially with Kayla Thornton, Ooh. I think there's a grittiness that you can pull from her. Yes, um, energy that she consistently plays. She played with that energy every time Kayla Thornton's up in the game. It's at least one tweet on Twitter. Wow, how haven't we? T- why haven't we talked about Thornton as a dirty player? And look. I'm not going to say sit here and say, I think she's a dirty player. I think she plays physical, and I think she uses what she has. And I Correct. think I respect that. Absolutely. Um, there, have been, there have been moments, you know, where her and a bunch of other players have kind of tiptoed that line. Again, it's sports. This is basketball. It's, it's sports. physical sport. Again. Um, but yeah. I think you can pull some yes. of that grittiness from her. And then to go back to what you were talking about with the fouls and taking fouls, the more Sandy goes to her bench, the more they can afford to use those. You Hello. know what I'm saying. The come more on. you can, KT's not going to use all her fouls. No, there's not. I don't see a situation where she fouls out.
0: Like there's then, no. Way. Well, you know, come on, Sabrina and Courtney. You've been sitting on the bench. You can't. You can't now step up. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, KT did you a solid. I'm gonna need you to step up. I'm with you. I'm mm-hmm. with you there. But I wanna. I, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Continue. Continue. No, that was it. That's all. Okay. I okay. That, that's what they're missing. They miss that grit. They do. They missing the grit. You're absolutely right. We've talked about that throughout the whole season, and you already know how I feel about dirty players. If we're not putting Tarasi at the top of that list, and I have no, sh- no, no shade. No T. No shade. Just no T. No shade. That's straight up facts. Mm-hmm. Diana Taurasi, would I say she's a dirty player? I personally would not say that. Has she done some dirty things? Absolutely. Those are two different things. Number one. But if you want to talk about anyone who deserves a quote-unquote dirty player stamp of approval, you got at least two people in Phoenix that are going to get that way before Kayla Thornton. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I digress. Anyway. So I love what you said about drawing the fouls. I just want to come back to that. And then we're going to go to bench because I think this, there's an important point that we talked about offline that I want to make sure we have for the podcast. Drawing fouls. Why else do you want to draw fouls and get to the foul line again? Midi ain't there. Perimeter shot ain't there. So not only do you potentially get the aces, and this is what the Liberty, for me, they didn't do. Again, how much of this is Sandy Brondello pushing the right buttons, which absolutely she needs to do. But at the same time, you can only coach so much. If you have players who are playing in the WNBA finals that don't know that if my shot isn't there, that maybe I should put the damn ball on the floor and drive to the hole and try to pop someone's rib out. And hope that the foul goes in my direction. Like, if you don't know that and you're playing for a WNBA finals, like you want me to waste a time out to tell you that?
1: Exactly. We're not children, and this is not college basketball anymore. You this want is me yeah. to
0: waste a time out on the road to tell you that. We're not doing that. Mm-mm. And then also, what were y'all doing during halftime to wear whatever? Sandy said, or didn't say, I really don't know, because I'm not saying, I mean, I would lean towards Sandy had some words, but were y'all listening? Because y'all got hit again. They opened, they bandaged you up, (laughs) put the ice pack, trying to bring the eye swelling so you could see out of both eyes. They popped you back (laughs) open. The whole crew, they resuscitated you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then you came out and you got your lip cut again. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: How? Ugly. How? Not, not driving to the hoop. I do think Sabrina did this for a stretch, and the points that she did get, that's because she did start. You know, I, I listen. I know not everyone will like this, but there were times even where I saw her bringing the ball down, and I was like, "Yo, stop! Hit the brakes right now." There's someone, an Aces player, trailing you. Hit the brakes. Go into the front row. I don't give a damn. Sometimes yeah. you got to play that way because yeah. you need a you need to get a, a scoring opportunity. You that's cannot good. waste another possession. And at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, and we've all got caught on the on the receiving end of this, but if that player stops and you're not looking and you run them over, that's a foul.
1: It's gonna be. Mhm. Mhm. You just got to be smart about it, man. You got to be smart about it. You have to. Come it's, on. It's what the great point guards do. You know, it's what the great point guards do.
0: Come on. You want to mm. do it when you're shooting. You don't have to wait till you're shooting to do that. Mm. I'm going to need you to know that Sandy can't be calling timeouts to tell y'all that.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing about Sabrina specifically, she does it fantastic when she's <laughs> when she's underneath the, or under the three point line and, she she stops the and, gets the and top, she's nice good
0: it. for that. Yeah. We're we're come on. We got to know that. Mm. And poor John Quill Jones, because they don't even the aces don't have to worry about being physical with anybody else. And so JJ's getting it all. Yeah. And JJ hit the deck a few times. No, and no flop in my opinion. She, Cause you know, there was contact. Yeah. There was, was contact. She's getting, if you, and this is another thing fundamentally, I would like to see JJ work on. She's got to keep the ball up. Oh my God. JJ always brings the ball down. And the aces obviously know that because they will have the smallest, peskiest player. Like they it's like, she's well. w- waving off gnats. They will have the smallest, peskiest player, which is usually Kelsey Plum Ooh, Plum Dog, <laughs> scrappy little dog clicking at her heels. JG, you got to keep that ball up. I'm talking like literally keep keep that thing like you because your like, wingspan got to be
1: like eight feet. You know what I'm saying? You know like, how I'm many ball balls did we see between her and Kelsey Plum yesterday?
0: Like, just you got to keep, she's got to keep that ball up. So again, fundamentals, y'all like <laughs> they could call me. Cause I, I got thoughts about fundamentals, but now this is where I want to put the, the ball on the court. So to speak for Sandy Brondello, because from a coaching perspective, I do think there are things that absolutely have to happen for game three, absolutely have to happen. But I wanted to get your thoughts. Um and and so you you mentioned getting Marine in, getting uh, uh, KT in early, getting them into those rotations because we're at this point, I don't think the coaching staff can realistically bank on Sloot and Sabs going off. Hey, WNBA fans, Erica L. Ayala here, and I am pleased to announce something very special. Given that a few members of the Gotta Get Up podcast are planning to cover the WNBA finals, we thought this would be a great time to roll out Gotta Get Up overtime. Now, this is going to be a special Patreon-only podcast by joining up on our Patreon page as part of Black Rosie Media, you will get a direct link um, to our audio podcast. This will be an addition to our free podcast. It will include things like exclusive interviews with players, especially when we're at games. It's gonna include, some of our behind the scenes stuff when we're covering the WNBA finals, when we're at games. It will have some of our player interviews that maybe just don't make the podcast or that we're not using in articles elsewhere. So this is a great time to sign up for Gotta Get Up Overtime. And also if you don't want to subscribe to our Patreon, which we highly recommend. We also are gonna have a newsletter coming in the off season, then we would love if you would consider making a you know, little tip to Gotta Get Up. If you've been finding our content useful, we again are going to have, we're expected to have two of our regular participants, Brian and Erica, that would be me. Um, traveling for the WNBA finals and right now this is a labor of love and we're looking to get ways to monetize the show and to expand our WNBA coverage so if you're available we have again the Patreon option gotta get up over time and it's gonna be an overdrive for the WNBA finals but you can also um, make a, a little tip you know air quote tip just donate anything that you can using Venmo or paypal and we would greatly appreciate it we are so excited to have some of our crew between myself misha and brian we do have another episode it's going to be in two parts coming to you soon um and then i will be in vegas for game one and we'll keep up with you on gotta get up gotta get up over time and of course on black rosie social media for everything else but thank you so much for listening or watching on youtube and we hope that for those who are able that you support us beyond what you're doing right now thanks so much Agreed. and questionable with laney if we're keeping it a buck
1: yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be a plus you know what I mean? At this point,
0: at this point, you gotta it, find and
1: consistency crazy. and let them going off be. Oh, that's extra cherry on top. That we correct,
0: yeah. but you're not getting those. Get to the line rotations. So here's a substitution or someone whose minutes. I'm curious if you think we should see more of, and this is Stephanie Dolson. Now, Steph Dolson, yeah, <laughs> that I mean. <laughs> i have never been loud i (laughs) because i'm trying to i feel like if you know you know steph dolson
1: yeah steph dolson steph dolson
0: i mean that's really that's i don't i feel like okay end of podcast like because y'all know what i'm talking about (laughs) no but what i to translate (laughs) to translate i will try to translate myself now steph dolson solid i use the word when we're off air serviceable right Mm -hmm. you get what you get with steph you have a veteran who's been to a WNBA finals and has also played in heartbreaking playoff games for Chicago. Yeah. One with them can set a screen like a mug. And you know what? Sometimes she's going to get that call fouled on her, but you know what else? Someone's going to be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. aces. I think I said this on social. The Liberty have not made the aces feel them.
1: Yeah. They've been physical, but the aces have out-physicaled them still. still. They're not
0: making them so Steph Delson brings the physicality. She can set a screen, like not very many in the in in the league. That's facts. Facts yeah. on facts. She is not the greatest shot, but you know what? She you can that she, thing? you wanna, you wanna <laughs> if the mid-range is missing, you have someone who can hit a mid-range on your bench. Mm-hmm. And you know what else gives me more confidence that she maybe will hit that more often. With more efficiency, because the efficiency is in the trash for the New York Liberty right now. It is trash. But Steph Dolson has height yeah. more than more than KT, more than B. And so even if she's doesn't get a clean look, she can shoot over a decent amount of Ace's players. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And the other thing about her is I don't think she would sometimes when you when you think about making adjustments in your rotations, you also have to account for the fact that. And this also shows we should be giving all the props to and Johannes, but some, Johannes, excuse me. When you come off the bench, sometimes it's not automatic. Sometimes you need a little bit of time to really ease into it. And me, if I'm Sandy Rondella, I feel confident that when I put Steph Dolson out there, she'll get straight to it. And this is even somebody that we're talking about who spent a, a good solid amount of the season dealing with injury and trying to come back from that. And I'm still confident that when you put her in the game, she'll do what Steph Dolson can do, like you just talked yeah. about. Um, yeah. And the other thing about it is when you put her in the game, She's one of the people that the aces will sag off of. You know what I mean? She's one of the people that they will gamble, gamble on like Candy, like Courtney Vandersloot, and say, look, go ahead and shoot it. And if you can get Steph Dolson going, if you can, if you can even run something for her to intentionally get her a shot and get her involved in the offense, I mean, who knows where it can go? But we talked about it pre-show. This is throw the kitchen sink at them time. You Not down two oh, you got listen. one more game guaranteed. Listen,
0: mm-hmm. listen, put put Dolson on the wing. <laughs>
1: let her bring the ball up No,
0: put put her on the wing let her bring the ball up listen because you know what else steph is gonna do she gonna move Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she will move on offense because that's her job her job is to move on offense to make space for her teammates whether she's setting a pick or not that is her job and she has the size to do that and not she's not gonna get punked out here. Yeah, let's keep it funky. MJ be getting punked. That's why I said what I said on the last episode. You know, if this were volleyball, yo, she'd be coming off that court every time on defense. Yeah. Every time.
1: She's a liability in this in similar ways that Sabrina is. Um, and you know, credit to there's been all sorts of people on Twitter saying this exact same thing all season, but in particular, I know Loa's been saying it all season. Um, but what can you do? Like there's two sides of the ball Um, and that's for Sabrina and for MJ. If you can't defend anybody, you you're still neutralized. Yeah. Okay. We might feel like we have a little bit more rhythm on offense when you're in the game, but it doesn't matter if the aces are still jamming it at us and and coming at us full speed. It, you know, we're, we're back to square one just with different personnel. Um, But back against what you were saying about Steph Dolson, the other part about her, um, not only is she going to be left open, by the aces on rotations if she's in that game but what lineup do we know the aces love to go to their best lineup that one with ac in it right with alicia clark if you got dolson in the game as soon if you if you time that up and you bring her in when they bring ac in, you've got to you know what i mean you're you're creating mismatches and that's what sandy rondella find ways to do yeah
0: have to because they're not if they're not going to stop the ball by driving and get in drawing fouls mm-hmm. if they're not going to stop the ball by fouling then you have to get stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and I credit to Lobo who mentioned this, but on on the broadcast, but also it's very obvious that transition, we knew transition and pace, transition and pace. We always talk about that with these two teams. But when the aces are in transition and have pace, they take they neutralize John Quell Jones on one at least one side of the ball, mm-hmm. if not both. Yeah and if Jonquel Jones is doing everything under the mother loving sun to find rebounds on the offensive side and then y'all are taking mid to perimeter shots that are banking out to Timbuktu there's only so much JJ can do she only got she she can
1: only cover so much ground man at some point there's only so much she can do yeah so if
0: y'all are not going to get aggressive and get o boards then that means the aces are in transition and that also means you don't have JJ's size and she's not Stewie has some speed on JJ. I'll just put it that way. So if Stewie's not blocking shots, then you, you're you not swatting on tra- in transition. You're mm-hmm. not. You're not doing it. It's not happening. But, like, there's just so many things. And I love it. Kitchen Sink. I'll put another name out there. Um, you know, Jocelyn Willoughby. Yeah, she looked them the minute she got at the end of the game last night, her and uh was it Kayla George got tied
1: up? I'm like, Yeah, that's what y'all need. That's what New York needs. It's 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 not even about and sometimes there are players. I I was one of these players in college, my freshman year, you put me in the game just to rough some stuff up or you know, piss somebody off, take a charge, something that'll that part you have to play all sides of this game, and part of it is that mental game. And she can't she went in and, and was not. You know, she didn't exactly score ten points in the three minutes she played in the fourth quarter, but you know, she wasn't afraid, and that's you know more than I can say for a lot of people
0: right now. Hello, I I just for me that's what's most heartening. Sometimes you're gonna get your butt beat; it's just gonna happen. But getting your butt beat, and there was a time where Courtney Vandersloot, MJ, subbed in for her. Maybe it was the second or third period. I can't remember, but a little bit later in the game. And instead of, you know, usually you go to your teammate or at least you get close enough so you could give a little tap. It's not required. And sometimes I guess it's not, let me put it this way. It's not like soccer where sometimes it makes sense to just exit the pitch wherever you are Mm -hmm. in basketball. It is not only common practice, but it is well within reason that you are able to go tap up your teammate and then just walk off the court. She took the beeline. (laughs) Straight to the court. And then you even see people, I think it was Steph and other people just reaching out. Cause again, that's a basketball thing. Yeah. When you're not able to do that, that shows me a player that's very frustrated. Yeah. That is dejected. That is overwhelmed at the situation. And those are hard words to use for a vet, but I'm just calling it like I see it. It hurt to see. Yeah. And I understand why you might feel that way. But if we're keeping it a buck, She's not one of the players that the Liberty can afford to be feeling and looking that way. Yeah. That's not yeah. why she was brought here. Is you're it fair?
1: You <laughs> might not be, because this, this team's makeup and, and this, that actually just reminded me of another point I want to make after this. But when you're looking at this team's makeup, I said at the beginning of the year, they need somebody who does this. We, a lot of coaches talk about five fingers. They don't hit as hard as a fist does. Courtney Vandersloot is the glue right we've said a lot of different players are the glue in different situations but what i'm talking about specifically is she's the point guard she's the vet she has the championship experience at that specific position and when you have so many players on this on this roster who can do so many different things when you don't have a traditional one traditional two traditional three four five kind of setup you need somebody who can read the floor and who can be composed in those moments but if salute doesn't feel like she can be that person that is a huge 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 blow for the liberty because who else can do that who else and can that, organize them in that way
0: again and th- you're right and again that's where it goes back to whether it's what i was saying with tuckman's model we we're basically saying the same thing and what you were saying regarding whose team is this um i mean basically you and i have we went all of last episode was us going back and forth on like whose team is this mm-hmm. how much does it matter It matters because my gut will always tell me that that shit matters. That's why I don't like this positionless basketball. I was like, you can be positionless two through five. You need a floor general.
1: Yes. Period. Yes.
0: Period. And that floor general, maybe I think it makes sense for them to play the one, but maybe they don't because we've seen Stewie bring the ball up. But even Stewie has not leaned in fully, which has been surprising to me. So the only thing I can think, knowing Stewie's pedigree, um, the only thing I can think is either the the Liberty have been clear on who their go to is, and it's not Stewie, because Stewie's going to play her role, um, or for whatever reason, you know, Stewie's just not feeling that that she has it. Now that's something else you got to be real about. We yeah. talked about this with Sab, but you got to be real with your teammates.
1: If you don't Listen, got it, you don't
0: got it. I ain't got it. And yeah. you know what? It's no no shade, no tea, no matter what the so, what social media wants to say. No shade, no tea. And we talked about this, right, when we talked about CP3. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's dealing with an injury. But if we remove the injury away and we go back to that conversation, what were we saying? If you don't have CP3 at 100%, is whatever she has is 100% of her 2%, of her 5%, of her 25%. Do you want that? Mm-hmm.
1: is that better than a than a uh you know Kayla George's 100% is that better than a Kirsten Bell's 100% like you know um, yeah you got to do that same math on the Liberty side
0: exactly and the thing that the Liberty should have the advantage to is that again Sandy Brondello has been folding in other players so in theory like I said I think it's first has to be Steph Dolson. I think her minutes need to go up on the immediate. And then you also need to find time for uh, Jocelyn Willoughby. Because like you said, both of those players give you grit. Mm. Both of those players are going to do their job. Damn everything else that's happening.
1: Yeah, And the other thing that they do is they take away from the uncertainty on the offensive end. Because both of them know that they're role players and we'll go in there and act accordingly. And that's no T no shade again also because role players are the lifeblood of basketball teams. Okay. You heard me say it. Um, But they'll come in and say it's Willoughby, Dolson. um, I don't know. Let's throw Marine in there. Let's throw, uh, I don't know, JJ and Laney. Like, I'm going to Laney and I'm going to JJ.
0: It's not, you know what I mean? There's no question. There's no question about it. Everyone knows what role. And that's the issue right now with the starting lineup is that the roles for this series are not defined. They're just wondering
1: who's going to step up each night and you can't.
0: Because I don't know, you know, I've really been trying not to say this. Let me just, I'm going to throw out multiple scenarios for why your starting five wouldn't know their role it wasn't defined. They don't have 100% and they haven't communicated that they're not at 100%. Now, was that mentally? Is that emotionally? Is it physically? There are a lot of ways that you cannot show up as your 100%. I mean, we all have it as humans. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, the thing is that they have a high pressure job where it Is expected whether it's fair or not because some of what we were saying about salute is it quote unquote fair no because other people should be handling their mess too what like at what point do you have to say look it's no longer up to you that's that's yep and and this
1: is something actually i i want to ask you this because i'm actually really interested to see you know your thoughts on this after seeing game two and the way this series has gone Mm -hmm. do you think it would be smart for Jonathan Kolb and the Liberty to continue down this eventually we're going to give Sabrina the keys path. Do you like, is that still what you're seeing or are you seeing something else now?
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you asked this question because someone on black Rosie media, YouTube was like, after the season, regardless what happens, trade Sabrina Escu. trade. Um, Wow. That's a, yeah, we're going like, listen, I was like, okay, (laughs) yeah, you in New York now. Um, For me, yes, the vision is still there because this is what, and I wrote this down to make sure I made a point to say this explicitly. And you said it earlier, Misha. It is hard to make a WNBA. Final. It's hard to make the playoffs. It's harder to make the finals. It is even harder to win And it is the most Mm -hmm. difficult thing in sports to defend a title. The New York Liberty. I don't think that they don't know any of that. Brianna Stewart knows that Courtney VanderSloot knows that John Cole Jones. She knows that knows that. And she's having another year where she's playing out of her mind and could be in, you know, in, in, in a bubble. Her performance is good enough to be considered for an a finals MVP, except for there's nothing very great about what we're seeing from the New York Liberty. And and there are multiple players on the aces, like the entire starting five, the core four. We're that- gonna add Kia in there because Hogar did her thing. We could go ahead and add Kia in listen, there. I can tell you what, and we talked about what I heard in game one, and unless unless I could be a little fly on the wall, I don't know exactly what buttons Sandy is pushing, what things the players are saying to Sandy as just far, as far as, again, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it mentally, physically, emotionally. You might need to talk to your coach about that and have a real conversation. I don't know if those things are happening, but it's just hard for me to believe that there's not something completely off kilter right now with the New York Liberty squad. And maybe they're like, listen yeah we see it ain't we see it ain't really what it's supposed to be but we're not panicking but I don't think we're at a point where they're not panicking I really don't I think Courtney VanderSloot is feeling a little bit tight Brianna Stewart's been looking tight throughout the playoffs
1: because she's she looks like she's treading water like last game she got 14 and 13 and it looked like again she had to fight and claw just to get it was, it was hard it was hard it was hard and extremely hard. Yeah, you're asking a lot from her on both ends. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So to say that the vision is after one time through is not there, I don't I don't think that the expectation should have been that the New York Liberty were going to walk away with this. Mm-hmm. You drew the aces. Mhm and you think you're entitled to a a freaking championship because you made it to the finals for the first time in 20 years, if anything, that is the chip on my damn shoulder. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think also the thing that's getting caught up in the mix is to me. Yeah. Again. Okay. Look at the personnel and the Liberty you expect certain things, whatever, whatever. This is a feat. How many teams make it to the finals? Just the two, just the two. Look at the road. I, I, I don't want to lose sight because they're getting thraxed in this series. Let's not lose sight of the way they had to beat the mystics, the Come way on. they had to beat the sun. That Come to on. me are signs of absolutely that's progress. because who stepped up in those moments? Yeah, okay, they might be faltering now that they're at, you know the the pinnacle, the real pinnacle of it. They're tired. But it has been a knockdown drag. Look at the path the Aces have taken to the finals. You know, they, they ran through I it. mean they we ran through the first and second rounds. So, you know, I still think again, continuing to contextualize this entire series, I think this is a win for the Liberty. Um, I think this is a win for the franchise. But going back to what I asked you about Sabrina, I said last game Sandy had to challenge her in game two. Yep. I think, you know, not to go too far into the future, but this offseason. It's do it or don't. Oh,
0: for it's, sure, you have Either to. Way. You have
1: to be a better defender. We have to Absolutely. be able to put you in front of anybody who plays your position in the WNBA, and if we cannot do that, we are gonna have problems. You know what I'm saying? You have to come up with yep. with you know one on one offense um, outside Correct. of what's already been shown to everybody on film. Because what's in your bag right now? Everybody already jocked. Everybody already know what you have. You have to add some things
0: to that. That's narrative. real.
1: It, it's That's not real. just about stepping back from the three-point line anymore,
0: you know? That is very, very real, and I'm here for it. I feel like I've been giving Sabrina the benefit of the doubt because I know she can do that. Mm-hmm. I should – well, I mean, I guess I don't know who knows what anyone knows or what – like you said, once that ball is in your hand, nobody knows. D- mm-hmm. Defense or don't. You just yeah. got to gotta rock with it. But – I have faith, right, from what we've seen, even this season, that she can do that. Because she's stepped up
1: all throughout this season. There's moments where she has stepped
0: up. So and yeah. again, that's why I even talked about the little things about her taking pride in getting a stop and forcing her mark the other way. That's not something that she does every time out, but the, the emphasis that she placed on that one play that I saw, to me stood out as something that she knows she has to work on and it just for me everything with the Liberty this year is about time
1: you so, got to get in the trenches and do it anyway
0: you gotta you be- gotta do it yeah and this is someone who I don't think it's just talk I I think she does embrace practice that's how she was able to beat a record in the the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. What does that look like, though, for her? And I kind of talked about it before the series started. This is an opportunity for Sabrina Ionescu to step up in a moment that she, quite honestly, has never had in her career. Yep. My my other question, we do have another game to play. And I know, I know
1: I've know, i pushed us to the future to think about, you know, what do we do with Sab? What does her future look like? All that kind of stuff. But there's still another game to play. Yeah. So from from your perspective what are you expecting to see from the liberty
0: wow what i'm expecting yeah. <laughs> or yeah. what i want to see cuz those let's go with what you
1: ways. want to see what are you hopeful right. to see yes what are you hopeful All right. to
0: see from the so here we go if i'm sandy brandello or literally any if, like if they call me as me to go in that locker room this is what i would tell them i'm going to tell you straight up what i would say but listen we in a bad spot we in a bad spot let's keep it a buck we don't have to you know lollygag and pussyfoot around it. we in a bad spot. And like I said earlier on the podcast, if that was all it took to win a championship, then we wouldn't be here for game three. They would have already given out the trophy and it would have been a wrap-tap-tap. Tap. We'd be doing exit interviews. So now, 40 minutes to keep the season alive. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about the fact that that you have 40 minutes in front of your home fans to extend the season. That's all we're worried about, playing game four on our court again. So if you want to see me here for game four, what are you going to do? Tell me right now. Think about it. But before we leave this locker room, I'm going to need everyone to vocalize what you are going to do, what you are going to absolutely master. I need 50, 50 balls from everybody. I need y'all boxing out from everybody. And then you let people cook in the places that they said, you know, that's what I i would have some kind of version of that conversation. What are you bringing to the cookout? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you said you was bringing potato salad so I didn't make potato salad.
1: You can't come empty handed either. Yeah, you can't come empty handed. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, they have to go back to basics. Um, And I think the only big thing I would add is I'm talking specifically to the bench. I'm talking to Jocelyn. I'm talking to Dolson. I'm talking to Marine. I'm I'm talking to everybody who's coming off the bench because the thing about it is the aces have the Liberty scouted, you know what I mean? They've scouted the shit out of them. Um, And it's obvious in their defenses is obvious. Like they look excellent on that side of the ball. And one thing that I think, um, goes underappreciated sometimes in basketball some of the best the the grittiest the ugliest for people who love you know execution but some of the ugliest but m- most uh rewarding wins for a team in the liberties position come from chaos and what I mean by that is yep. in a situation where you don't actually know who's gonna hurt you tonight and for Kayla Thornton for Dolson for Maureen um, and for Jocelyn Willoughby this is your chance show us what yeah. you really got Show us you can oh, score yeah, the ball. Show know. us you can make play. Like, don't go outside of yourself. But when you have yeah. the opportunity, you need go to take advantage it. of it and you need to execute it. Yeah. I'm adding that. And then I'm adding um, specifically anytime there is a mismatch. Ooh. Anytime that. there is a mismatch on the offensive side of the ball, there can be yeah. zero hesitation. The aces do a great job of rotating, of talking and getting back to uh to cross matches that suit them. You cannot let that happen. You have to immediately recognize and attack and execute. Um, you might miss layups. You might The aces play with pace. We know that. You're going to have to shoot eventually, so why not take those shots? Why not take those mismatched shots and stop being so damn unselfish? Mm. I think that's one of the things that pissed me off last night. I watched. Oh, I was, I was like, Laney is a key for them. She's always been a key for them on the offensive side of the ball. Her being aggressive and attacking is key for them on the offensive side of the ball. Yep. She caught the ball on the left wing, drove to the nail, and had a layup. But instead of taking that layup, she decided to kick it off to JJ. You can't do that anymore. It's the same thing, not to make it about the Mystics. It's the same thing the Mystics did, man. You get stagnant, and I don't think the Liberty have the slashers that the Mystics have, but you gotta you gotta do something. You yeah. have to get high percentage shots, and you know that you're not hitting the ball from the, you're not hitting the shots from the mid range. You know you're not hitting it from the three, so what else is left? You
0: know, keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple. Stupid. Like, please. No. Listen, not, not stupid, but I'm just it's Silly. 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 <laughs> don't hit the <laughs> Keep it simple, silly. Nah, I don't, <laughs> don't <hit the> name. <laughs> silly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, no, I love that. I love what you're saying about the bench. And I think this is how you say it. Like, you're on this team for a reason.
1: Yes. Absolutely,
0: and your reason, your time is now, yeah, we need you. That's it. That's it. that's it, that's all, but predictions <laughs> listen, listen, listen listen. I said aces and fours so that means the liberty have to win,
1: yeah, okay. Um, I don't even remember what I said. Did I say I might have agreed with you and said aces and four, um, but it's giving very much aces and three in my head. My heart says four. My heart says four. Listen,
0: but... listen you know what? I feel like maybe this is honestly what I would say, because this is how I feel right now. If I'm being honest, this is how I feel. The aces, they might win. They might win next game. They might win game three. Maybe we win game 3. Maybe, you know, maybe we win game 4, maybe we win game 5. Anything can happen. What cannot happen is that we leave this court tonight and we didn't give it all we got. Mm-hmm. What what are you going to live with? Yeah. You're not we're not entitled to this trophy. We got to earn it. And that has to we're in a position where there are no options. There's there's not a wait. We have to earn it, and it starts tonight. The only way we earn the right to win this championship is if we win tonight's game. Yeah, It's really that simple. Everything else has been taken out of the equation. I I mean, I can't speak for other places because I ain't never been from nowhere else. When it comes to teams that I root for in New York, like, it's a real thing. You have to represent, like, when you say, I put on for myself, like, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm.
1: That's you know why so real. many Knicks players got booed. It, that Look, come to, come to New York and try to be half-assed.
0: And listen, not gonna go I, I can't that. speak for the crowd. I don't think, generally speaking, this is like a boo situation because it's the freaking finals. You know what I'm saying? But we not, we not clapping and cheering for bullshit facts we, we
1: gotta put up a fight gotta put up a fight. Got to.
0: gotta put up a fight got to because the aces are going to they've already done so they've already punked you twice mm-hmm. Absolutely. so that's what i want you are talking about what i want i want them to show up and i want them to play like they are the honorary new yorkers that they are because i i can guarantee if there were some people from from around that way if we could hit the court listen we might we might you know we might not But we what we do we gonna do. (laughs) And that's all we asking for y'all to do.
1: Shoot, man. (laughs) Yeah. Just represent New York well. Represent the team well. Rep the franchise well. And you know, um, yeah. I don't know. I just wanna see I just that's all I ever care about. I just wanna see better games.
0: As always. Thank you for listening to "Gotta Get Up," a podcast for New York Liberty fans. And listen, we're always going to keep it one hundred percent New York Liberty fans. But it's the same that I said for the players: don't regret, don't regret, no regrets, no regrets. Ro- <laughs> <laughs> listen, don't 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 give up on your squad now. Yeah, ten toes down. Let's go. And then it's all the sweeter for that, for those of y'all who call Liberty in five, come on, let's go. Let's go. Don't give up on them now. It's going to hurt like hell, but it might hurt a little more if you stop believing. So that's what I got to say about that. Thank you as always for joining us on black Rosie media. Of course, this is just in case y'all didn't know a podcast for New York <laughs> Liberty fans. So we're going to, we're going to make sure the New York Liberty fans are all right before we cut out. But Misha Jones, thank you for joining us. Me, Erica L. Ayala. That's me right here. Um, and Brian and I will be back at some point. We'll be in Brooklyn getting you ready for game three. So stay tuned on Black Rosie Media. Until then, though, peace out, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>